0: a big hello to listeners, wherever you are, whenever you're listening. This is Marsha Epstein with Talk With Me on LawrenceHits.com. I am inviting you into my dining room, in a in manner of speaking, um, to sit around casually. <laughs> maybe you're sipping a beer, maybe it's a cup of coffee, who knows, um, and, and listen in on conversation and some poetry. Not every day features poetry, but today does. And just hear about some good stuff that's going on. I think that's an important part of what I can do in the world is help spread some goodness because we need to be exposed to that. We need to keep our blinders open to those highlights of every day. And maybe listening to talk with me is a highlight of some of your days. I sure hope so. Today, I was, I was just talking before we started with my guest and trying to even remember the the webs that connected us, and I couldn't get to all of them. I might track that down later, but I'm delighted. Um, I have not yet met this person. I have snooped around a bit and have seen some video, heard some video of him reading some of his poetry and was delighted. Um, There are things like that that are are always fun. And you will get to hear him read some of his poetry today. And the person I am referring to is Matt Amott. Matt is one of the people connected with Six Foot Swells Press. And I am always so amazed and appreciative of people who are both writers and promoting other people's rights, rights, well that too, but writing is what I meant to say, (laughs) through small presses. And I will say it several times in this show and many shows, buy the books. So welcome, Matt.
1: Hey, Marcia. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: <laughs> so tell our listeners a little bit about you, and then we'll get launched into whatever conversation directions we head off into.
1: Sure, sure. Um, well, I live up in Portland, Oregon now, in the Northwest, but uh, born and raised down in L.A., of all things. And once I hit seventeen, left LA and never, uh, never uh, looked back. So, <laughs>
2: um,
1: I like to say I'm the most non-LA, LA kid you will ever meet. So, uh, I definitely, I definitely appreciate looking back. I appreciated my childhood there and, and uh, just all that I was uh, um, exposed to. Pretty much any, you know, any band you wanted to see, any museum, any show, always came obviously to Los Angeles. So, um, but yeah, I've lived up and down the West Coast. Um, uh, on the coast of California, and then, uh, you know, Central California, and I've lived up here in Oregon about three or four times in the last 20 years, just, uh, I'm pretty nomadic, I like to kind of roam around a bit, mm-hmm. see where that leaves me, and then, um, yeah, and then I just uh, um, started riding at an early age, you know, uh, probably seventh or eighth grade, and of course, it, it involved a girl, so a <laughs> lot of people say, what was your inspiration for your per- first poem? It was, yeah, it was pretty much what, you know, any Twelve-year-old boys' inspiration is for writing poetry or writing songs. So, involve the girl, well, some of them and are then
0: just—they're not always boys writing for girls. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this is yeah. My for my own personal, you know. So yeah, for for my own biography, right?
0: Okay. Definitely
1: writing, you know, writing to a girl. So, but um, but yeah, and then uh, just continued on and always always did that. Um, always kind of jotted stuff down and worked with kind of stories and whatnot, and then. Uh, and then, I uh, just started, uh, kind of putting stuff out myself before I hooked up with, um, Todd Sorello and Julie Valin. Um, and we mentioned before with Bill Gainer, we all actually lived in this, uh, uh, Grass Valley, Grass Valley, California, this small town in the foothills of the Sierras. And, uh, which is surprising, um, you know, much like these, like, small towns in Central California that have, like, these incredible music scenes, uh, Grass Valley had this incredible poetry scene. A lot of, uh, a lot of, be poets poets uh, from San Francisco from the sixties and a lot of people affiliated, you know, they wanted to get out of the city. So they all moved up to the foothills. And so they bought property and stuff and, and lived up there, um, you know, through the sixties, seventies and eighties. And then, uh, yeah, just fun, great scene. So when I, uh, um, I spent my childhoods up there because I had some family, but I never knew until I moved there that, uh, yeah, there was just such a, a wealth of poetry and storytelling in that area. And then, um, yeah, Todd and Julie and Bill Gaynor were part of the Nevada County Poetry Series. And they uh, they would do uh, monthly readings and whatnot. And I actually happened to work at a bookstore. So pretty much I worked at the mothership where, uh, you know, all the writers and whatnot would hang wow. out. And
0: was so, this yeah. in, Grass, in Grass Valley?
1: Yeah, it was in Grass Valley. So okay. I actually, uh, I worked at a bookstore and it was kind of, uh, the location was great because Grass Valley um, about two three miles away is Nevada City, which is another um most people know of that um it's another you know art art town with a lot of bands and and art scene going on there and uh the bookstore was right in between um the two cities so uh you know two little towns so yeah pretty and it was next to a coffee shop, so of course that's where everybody met so um yeah, and then uh when I moved there. Um, I would just, uh, I would just make these little chapbooks, you know, uh, like, you know, a quarter page and maybe make about, you know, quarter page size and and maybe make about 10, 10 to 12 pages of them. And the, um, I just, I just type them up at home and the local, uh, the local copyright, like their, their local tinkos and what have you had the, uh, they had a, uh, a color of the day, uh, for their pages, you know, for their paper. And it was, uh. I think it was half a cent for it. So with that, you yeah. know, so that's why some of the, some of those poetry books were blue and some were like salmon and, you know, some were bright orange, whatever the color of the day was. So I would just print up about 100 and then I would just, uh, you know, I made up some little boxes and I would leave them all over at the coffee shops, and I'd leave oh, them around town. Cool. Yeah, just for free. Just, you know, uh, just to put them out there. And then I just, so I put my email address on the back and I, I always used to write, love it or hate it, let me know. And I put my email, and my email from when I was, uh, you know, in my twenties was six foot twelve. So uh, yeah, that was my email. And then, um, and I think Todd mm-hmm. or Julie, you know, got a hold of these and made the connection that the guy who works at the bookstore is the one putting out these random little poetry chapbooks all around town. And yeah, that's where we, uh, you know, we got together. And I did some readings for them for the series and um, and whatnot. And then obviously we all started hanging out on a, on a social level, you know, research, um, poetry research, which usually starts on a Friday night somewhere fun and, with and on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you know, with our, you know, and where we all, you know, we all lived in different parts of town. So, uh, you know, the, the corner tavern was always the middle point to me, you know, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> or, or, or at least that's what we tell ourselves. Yeah, So, uh, you know, um, yeah. So then we all just connected and then decided, um, between the three of us, just, uh, um, to start six foot 12, just because there was such a, you know, at the time, this is, oh man, I think we've been together. Oh, quite a while. This I want to say maybe, uh, eight or nine years at this point. And, I mean, but at the time there was just, you know, we were all fans of the small press and obviously putting out your stuff, uh, you know, putting out your stu- you know, your stuff, your own poetry uh-huh. as well as others that just kind of get overlooked because they don't fit in the big machine of, you know, the machine that is, you know, uh, the publishing house or whatnot, or the criteria, you know, so, uh, we're all fans of the small press and decided I was kind of lacking, especially, um, in that area of, uh, you know, in that part of town. So we decided to, uh, get together and yeah, just put out, start putting out some books and, Eight years later, I can't even tell you exactly, because we put out some, you know, chat books, but then just if there was a reading, we'd put out another one of like, uh, you know, just those little kind of very small chat books to go with it. Like if there was a Valentine reading, you know, we'd be putting like two poems into a chat book and then just put it out for giveaway or, you know, sell for a couple bucks. So, mm-hmm. but I think at this point, we're up to about 15 or 16 of those, you know, so, sure. um, yeah, so it turned out really well, but just, you know, we're all friends, but see, even better, we all just get along, you know, <laughs> and you kind of put. Which, which always helps. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, so that was Georgia's six to swells, And then, um, yeah. And then just other than that, I, i moved up here to Portland, Oregon. Um, I lived in Sacramento for a bit and then, uh, headed back up North here. And, and actually at this point, Julie's still in, in Grass Valley with her family. And as you know thought, you know, lives in New Orleans, but, uh, even that we put out about three or four books being in these different locations, which, mm-hmm. you know, thanks Thank goodness for the computer so yeah. anything's possible so yeah. you know yeah we just usually skype or all just get on group emails and stick mm-hmm. around ideas and if we do editing we just you know cc everybody in the edits and whatnot and, and it works out well so Ooh. yeah and, and most importantly we're all having a good time so
2: yeah that uh, is yeah fun.
1: exactly so you know because i wouldn't want to do anything if it wasn't fun <laughs> Yeah, I like little that. life mantra there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in a nutshell, that's about most of it. So
0: Well I wanna yeah. I wanna get back to a couple of things that you threw out there just in terms of sure. uh, a little bit more about that. So you mentioned Bill Gaynor, um, kinda casually and I wanna make sure listeners this show is about Matt Amott and so I want you to focus on that, but some other time go check out who bill gainer is he is awesome and he is yeah i I, awesome I never mind
1: members. i never mind shifting the focus to bill you know yeah he's <laughs> he's incredible so um yeah he was kind of you know the chief of that tribe for the nevada county Poetry series and then him and um you know uh when i first i've lived like i said i lived in grass valley a couple times but when i first moved there and right before i met the guys they put out that book and i know todd mentioned it roxy with him Uh, Todd, uh, Bill Gaynor, and Will Staple. And and that thing was just incredible. It was like, um, you know, for anybody who thinks of poetry as like, well, it's got to fit this format or it's got to be this or it's got to, you know, it's got to be so many pages or, you know, it's not Shakespearean or anything. um, That Roxy book was eye-opening because most of them are, obviously, it's after-hours poetry. So, you know, it's all about heartbreak and lust and whiskey. And, um, you know, and most of them, yeah, and most of them are, you know, there's a few that are a page long, but most are probably within about uh, seven to ten lines. And,
2: uh-huh.
1: you know, uh, yeah, and Bill and Todd and Will Staple, of course, are like the masters of those. So, yeah, that book, uh, I would tell anybody, you know, you want to look into Bill Gaynor and Todd Cirillo, definitely start with Roxy, you know. And uh, and also, when that was put out, uh, you know, uh, uh, I believe Bill Gaynor put that out on his R.L. Crow um. um uh, publishing publishing house and uh, yeah, there was just nothing like it around that area, you know, or even mm-hmm. for the bay. It kind of took their, took took a lot of people by surprise. So just you know, a lot of people were like, "Who are these guys coming out of the woods?" You know, yeah, so cool. yeah, yeah. So I can't say enough about Bill. You know,
0: right. well, one of the things he told me about the Grass Valley area is that like it's one of the highest per capita bookstores per person kind of place still, and that so there's a lot of of writing and reading going on around there, which is really interesting. To-
1: yeah, yeah, I'm sure that number has dropped a bunch. I mean, actually, to be honest, the major reason I left um, um, the Grass Valley area down to Sacramento, my ex-wife at the time, she was working down in Sacramento, but the bookstore closed, right. um, which was a total shame. Yeah, I was there for about five or six years. hmm and just, you know, a situation where the owner of the building didn't live, I believe he lived on the coast, you know, he didn't live anywhere near the area and wanted an exorbitant amount of money to, uh, on the rent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that was a shame when that closed. Um, um, but, but the thing is, yeah, there's lots of little used bookstores and, and stuff which are still around.
2: Cool.
1: Which is great because obviously they kind of just survive on their own. But, but yeah, that was in, and, and I obviously keep in contact, uh, you know, with family and friends down there and in the six, seven years since it's closed, I don't think it's been anything more than a year. Like it was a cell phone shop and a cigarette shop and it was like, Oh, it's just such a shame. It's such a cultural hub. Like, like I said, right in the middle between the two cities where mm-hmm. people can meet right next to the, uh, to the, uh, coffee shop. So yeah, it was just, just perfect. It was a perfect location and a perfect place. And, and, um, yeah, I, I had a good time there. In fact, I, I tell, uh, the owner, I'm still friends with her and her and her husband own a couple other restaurant businesses, but so the bookstore was more her passion. And I tell her, no matter where I live, I go, if you open up another bookstore, I will, I will come right back. I'll be right there. Uh, so, uh, cool. yeah, I had such a good time there and, uh, you know, it's just a wealth of information and whatnot. So, um, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, they still have a lot of uh, little mom, mom, pop kind of used bookstores and little right. hovels here and there. So yeah, yeah. it doesn't Portland.
0: Portland. And I want to ask you this other thing that you when you were we dropped that that news about these your start with these quarter page chapbooks and how you would print them, you produced them yourself, you printed them, you left them around mm-hmm. for free, and I'm hoping you're familiar now with. How there is somebody who's also done that. So it's like this serendipity that this is very cool. This is a great idea of Robert Hansen who has poems
1: Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. 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 I've I've been featured or you know, I have a couple of the uh the um the poems for all myself. I've been yeah. honored to I think he did about four of my poems. And nice. and once again, meeting, you know, Bill and all the guys in Nevada City, then that led to the Sacramento scene. La um, Luna's, which was the great, uh, you know, it's a great coffee shop restaurant to read in, but yeah, that's where I, and then Robert used to actually, he owned that bookstore down in Sacramento too. So yeah, that's when I first met him and when he does the miniature press, I mean, he is, just um, I believe he's down in San Diego area now, but yeah, and he still does it. It's just, I mean, such a, um, like, I don't think people realize that, you know, how much time and energy he puts into those things. And mm-hmm. on the other end of that note, where it, like how many, um, you know, people uh, I'll say apply or send him poems. So mm-hmm. yeah. but I mean, that guy is doing just, you know, just such a service for the, the, you know, the poet scene and poetry scene and the literature scene, just any of that stuff, just putting those out. And those are done great. Yeah. I've, I've been lucky. I think I have about four or five of nice. his, you know, nice. and I love it because you just send them and he accepts it, but, you know, he chooses the cover and kind of does it. But, and yeah, anything he puts on, like every, the ones I've had before, um, uh, you know, uh, I did, you know, uh, a poem here or there, but any cover he chooses, like, every time I see it, I go, well, that's exactly what I would have chosen. So, Ugh. yeah, and then, uh, so, yeah, I've I've had, the, you know, um, along with, especially living, I've had some when I was down in Sacramento area, and then I've had a couple published by him when I was up here in Portland, and, um, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I've definitely, you know, along with the tip at coffee shops and restaurants, I like to leave a little, you know, a uh, little word of wisdom, so yeah, he's, he's great. I like him a lot, so.
0: Nice. I just love that that notion that both of you came to, that we just need to make this poetry available, so we will like yeah. these things, yeah. spread them around.
1: Nice, very nice. And then another thing with that, it's like I said, people have these preconceived notions of, you know, poetry and stuff. I mean, myself, I play in a couple rock and roll bands, and I work in a record store, and I'm kind of a, you know, big guy with a big old beard and I'm tattooed. And when people find out I'm a poet, they're just like, what? You know, they just don't get it, you know? Yeah, and then they read my stuff and they're like, okay, I get it. But, you know, half the battle with with poetry and anything is just, I mean, you get people to like it and, you know, there's all different styles and some are into, but usually most people just have this general idea and they won't even approach it if you use the word poetry or anything. Okay. And the thing with, um, that's why I always felt just putting around those, those chapbooks, you know, it's just, um, obviously a lot of, you know, the masses aren't looking for it, but you know, and something that Robert does if you, uh, or Rich does is, uh, um, you know, if you just put it out there and then people come across it and then if, that's, that's, that's the light bulb, you know, that's when people see that. And, you know, depending on who it is, whether it's some the Bukowski poems or whether it's some, um, you know, other poems or just some long sonnets, it's like, you know, it's going to reach somebody, but just getting it in their hands is half the battle. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, so the more the barrier. I always say, you know, and even now, you know, if, uh, you know, I run a, you know, I'm involved in a poetry press, and we put out chapbooks, and we have ISBN numbers and everything. But I still, yeah. um, you know, they they don't have them half a page to sheet, but I still just make little chapbooks and I leave them all around town. So nice, like nice, yeah, nice. yeah. Great.
0: So, you make music, you make chapbooks, yeah. I love yeah, that.
1: pretty much the quintessential left hander. So, you know, I <laughs> paint and, yeah, anything to avoid responsibility on the left handed angle. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and you mentioned to me when we were preparing for the show in, in terms of emails that you also are a photographer. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, that I've done probably about as long as writing poems. So, I've always been just a camera hound. So, uh-huh. um, Yeah, yeah. So mostly, you know, I'll I'll say it's a hobby. It's not necessarily a business, but people buy some stuff. Um, You know, I've had stuff up in exhibits and uh, art galleries, and and then I just, um, I like to shoot. I usually, you know, I go to a lot of music shows here in town. Obviously, Portland's kind of a wealth for um, rock and roll shows and stuff, but I always bring my camera, and I usually just uh, shoot what I can and then just give, you know, I'll put all the pictures, you know, if any of them are decent, I'll put them on a disc and just give them to the band and just say, here you go. You know, just mm-hmm. just give photo credit. But yeah, no, I usually always have a camera or two on me. So um, but that's been something from when I was really little, you know, stealing the family camera and what happened, you, so, <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs>
1: and, you know, like when you're on the family trip and then, and then my parents, you know, I would take all the pictures and then my parents. Realize that none of the shots have the family in it. You know, it's all like <laughs> around there. Yeah, so you know, it's the picture of the Grand Canyon, not the family in front of the Grand Canyon.
0: Uh-huh.
1: A, you know, it's a picture of a bird or a tree. So trying, uh-huh. you know, so yeah, I've been arty farty since a young age. So
0: <laughs> where, where do you think that came from?
1: uh I'm not too sure myself. I mean, I've I've been a fan since I was younger of movies. Uh-huh. Um, so I think everything, and I always. Uh, you know when i was in high school i was an okay student i was kind of a b student and in math i was kind of like a high c i just i always had issues with math but uh but you know the the, the two semesters that i got straight a's in math was was uh, geometry which is a very visual you know like uh, i mean if we all remember back in high school you know you're writing out the proofs and the angles so it's very visual so i think for me just things visual um you know i always uh Always lean towards, and even in the poems, usually they're kind of like a narrative, or they're necessarily describing a scene. um Sometimes, you know, you, the key. I always try to like like to, to write a uh, a short poem, and of course, usually those start out by writing too much, and then you kind of edit yourself and take out things that aren't necessary. It's not very easy sometimes to write the short poem. So. Um, but, yeah, sometimes we're off to edit, I'll set up a scene and then just realize, like, man, I, I'm almost like shooting a movie here, the way I'm kind of describing everything. Like, um, so, yeah, I think it's very visual. And, you know, I hear from, from family like, oh, this is how your grandma was. Or, you know, you had an aunt you didn't know who was along the same lines. So I think it's somewhere in the family. But for me, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I have a brother and a sister. And, and, and I'm kind of the only... Um, uh, Artists, or you should say in the, you know if you want to call it that in the family so um mm-hmm. yeah and then you know my parents you know along those lines so uh, they never squashed any of the you know was the uh um the paths I took or anything like that but it wasn't yeah it wasn't like my mom or my dad weren't artists or musicians or anything like that so
2: well, yeah you, you always were... kind
1: of wonder maybe you just got tapped you know I saw in my head <laughs> when I was little or I was hiking on a trail and you know the clouds parted and just said yep you're gonna you know you're the middle child, so so that explains wow. everything. We're going to tap you with a little bit of uh, appreciation for the uh, the arts and the creative side.
0: So you won't be the invisible middle child. I like it.
1: Yeah, I guess maybe maybe that's it. So yeah, yeah. I never even thought about it that way. Yeah. So, <laughs> but on the other end, I moved home. You know, my, my my brother and sister and my uh, you know they all still live within like an hour of my mom. So, but at seventeen, I was. You know, I moved at the from LA. I moved to Santa Barbara, which is about 100 miles away. And then from there, I moved at the, you know, uh, up even further and further. So yeah, mm-hmm. so maybe yeah, I would say we didn't want to be invisible, but I definitely you know made myself when I took off early. So
2: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm.
1: interesting. But I would just send postcards back all the time to let them know, you know, I was okay and where I was. So uh-huh.
0: <laughs> that's that's good. Families don't want yeah. to know that their kids are okay. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah 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 you know uh, hey you were were talking about your poetry and you you gave us a little hint about how you do that how about sharing some right now
1: yeah sure actually um yeah i got two in front of me so uh yeah the first one i got to get well soon and that's from the punk poetry series so um that Wolfgang put out at epic Rights. so uh so here in Portland, if you, you know, I'm sure you're aware, it's obviously known for its rain, but uh, we've had a very strange winter, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, you were saying your son's here, so I'm sure he's yeah. told Yeah, we have like 10 days of ice and snow. It's
2: not, yeah.
1: Very, you know, if you're here, you get about a half an inch and then it washes away. But, you know, it's been uh, it's been crazy. So so here's one about summertime, because actually that's, that's the best part of Portland in the Northwest. You know, I don't mind the rain. I'm not a fan of the snow, but once summertime comes, it's, it's the best. So here's one from the uh, Get Well Soon. This is called Summer Crush. She stands on the edge of the pool, an all-American girl in her red, white, and blue bikini. She looks my way and gives me a smile before she leaps through the warm July air and is engulfed by refreshing, cool waters. And I'm just sitting on the hot patio as she swims away while a bead of sweat trickles down my face, probably from the heat, but I can't say for sure.
2: <laughs> <I> love it.
1: <laughs> yeah that one's uh that one uh can't um can't argue with any you know jumping into pools and stuff so yeah. but here here's one more too and this is from the same book and this is uh here's my winter call so this is called a chill in the air the sound of her yelling at me mo- yelling at me was momentarily drowned out by noisy geese overhead flying south for the winter but her icy gaze held. That's where I left, following the birds to a warmer climate. <laughs> <laughs> I will loosely say that is my New Orleans poem.
2: <laughs>
1: heading south, so. All
2: right.
1: Yeah, which which I, I should mention, uh, as you know, obviously talking to Todd that, um, actually, yeah, jumping on a plane in two days, heading down there, so for a. Uh, Ten days in New Orleans and hanging out with Todd and whatnot. Research, you know, research for the yeah? book. Oh so, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what we call it.
0: <laughs> because you have uh, these great sponsors who pay for your research. Oh well, no, not that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. You know <laughs> what? Yeah, once we figure that out, then, uh yeah, then we'll so
0: that's one of the yeah, wrong it's... things about our country. It's like, why do we not value art? You know?
1: Oh. Yeah, no, no, it it blows me away. So um, actually, I just uh, i will tell you a quick quick little story is I, I, um, you know, I paint and I do photography and whatnot, but I uh, just created an Etsy account, uh, mostly because I just, I live in a small room and I have all these paintings and more or less, I'm never going to stop painting. Uh So I got to get rid of all this stuff. Uh So, Uh yeah, and so I put up that and that was my first. You know, uh, last couple months have been my first kind of um, trip into Etsy or any kind of art selling. You know, social media thing. And yeah, somebody uh, wrote me the other day, and they were talking about um, you know, and and I compared to other friends or the style of my painting, other things I've seen. Um, uh, you know, my my prices are fair. Mostly, I just want to kind of get rid of them. So mm-hmm. they're they you know, I I don't undersell my stuff necessarily, but I'm not charging hundreds of dollars. And uh, yeah, someone actually called to write, and they just said, you know, they said, hey, I like this piece, you, you know, you negotiate the price and, and whatnot, and um, and which is, you know, that's the way it works, and no big deal. Everybody's in the barter system, and then, but the price she offered was literally half of what I was offering, which uh-huh. wasn't even that big, and yeah, I was kind of, I was at work and talking to a friend of the other day, and I just go like she literally cut it in half, and I can understand shipping or couple bucks less, or, you know, mm-hmm. five, ten bucks or whatever, but yeah, half, and that's, my friend said the exact same thing, he just said, man, it's like, do they not know that you put in the time, you put in the effort, right. and, you know, or free shipping uh, or something, and it's like, yeah, so, so um, you know, it's just one of those things where I appreciate art, you know, if, if I could get a piece for a relative, you know, especially a friend's piece that just moves me, it's like, um, you know, I'll pay whatever for it, so, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's just in that time, everybody's looking for the best deal, not necessarily what, you know, um, uh, yeah. And then I wrote back and said, thanks. I appreciate you offering or looking at this piece, but, uh, but yeah, I just can't go that low. And of course,
2: you mm-hmm. know,
1: never heard back. So, but yeah, it was just like, I mean, half the price is like, that was insane. So like, just yeah. no not appreciate, a, you know, uh, the, the art or the pain or the joy or the inspiration yeah. that somebody goes through. So yeah. yeah, I always find that funny. Or you'll see those people who, um, uh, uh, New Orleans, I always see it, but you always, you'll see it in the streets somewhere. The people who, like, uh, they'll write a poem on the spot for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen uh, people, like, set up with their typewriters, and they mm-hmm. just kind of, like, you know, so a lot of people go there, like, give me a, a subject or a, a something to write about, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and usually they do it for, like, a couple bucks. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, so if some guy writes a good poem for me, it's like, well, here's $20, man. Thanks a lot. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So it is pretty funny how it's just a lot of art, you know, gets overlooked. and and whatnot or um, yeah obviously in the political times everybody's trying to stifle it you know more or less because those you know that's the first voice of dissension is in art and literature and um, acting and whatnot so they want to squelch that but yeah I'm in the same boat I find it weird where just you know no one appreciates it or they just try and stop it
0: Mm -hmm. and that's yeah and those are two things that to me are really dear to my heart one is art as activism and, and sometimes in, and not as direct ways, but certainly art communicates things people need to hear and maybe wouldn't seek out, but oh yeah, moved yeah, by something that they see, whether it's in a film or on a painting or in a dance performance or,
1: you know. Yeah. Or like banking on the side of a wall or something, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. coming around the corner. So.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and it's yeah. important. and, 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 The idea that we don't have to pay for it, and I I know that's one of the dilemmas with such a huge, you know, online social media presence of art and all the, you know, so many journals that are available free online and that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. And people forget that this is something that takes enormous work and time to create something that really is high quality, moving, touching, entertaining, but that really has impact. It's it's not like somebody for the first time in their life writes a poem and then that's fabulous, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah. Of,
2: exactly. You know, and it's so I don't
0: <laughs> I, I puzzle over that. And so I, I just keep reminding people, you know, when you go to free events Pay the tip jar. Buy yeah, the yeah, music. Sure. Buy the art. Sure. You know, buy the poetry book. And whenever you can, buy as close to the source as you can. Like oh, I was, yeah. Yeah. I was puzzled at recently looking at some. Uh, I, I uh, had heard through a, a poet friend's Facebook page about a new book um, that was a combination of photos and poems and my friend had posted a link to it on amazon but one i don't want to buy through amazon too it had amazon had no description of the book and so then oh. i go to the to the little, little the small press that published it and look at their page they don't have any information other than that there's this book you know i'm like and so then i message you know i try to call and i can't you know, it's a small press so the person I need to talk to isn't available so then i then i um I see that they had a Facebook page and I said, well, let me just message through. I told the person who answered the phone that wasn't the one I needed to talk to. I said, I'll message through Facebook because, you know, that's easy. And so she would alert the person to that. You know, and then still it's like, why is it so hard to get information? What I'm trying to do
1: is buy this book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it kind of helps if I know what's going on there. So at that, point, why, at that point, why is it even on Amazon? Why'd you even put it out? You know, so I know
0: with no description, but just that there's you know there's this place marker on Amazon with a, a name and doesn't even explain. But anyway, so I'm 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 unfortunately, you know, as I say this, I will also say I understand that that you know, as a small press that people people's times are limited and maybe they got the link up on Amazon before they got all the content there and you know whatever sure, sure. how things happen they happen you know and but but really my message is it's worth it's worth it and and on my mailbox there is clip the order you know, the envelope address to this person at this publishing house to please send me this book. He had told me he left me a phone message with about how much, you know, the the postage would cost. I put in yeah. more than that. I said, you know, on, on Amazon it's listed at four dollars more than what you said. You know, I'm just gonna send you the money at that amount. <laughs> <laughs> please yeah, send yeah, me there the book. So sure, it's worth sure. it. You know, I mean, people buy, buy, buy the books, you know, and, and my and analogy is probably getting old for real, but man, people spend a lot of money on coffee drinks. It's like, so skip a do. couple
1: coffee, oh. you know, and, and buy yeah. the poetry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm the same way. Not even just with with poetry. I, I mean, like I said, I work at a record store, but uh-huh. um, so I, I have access to a lot of records and bands and stuff like that. But if I go to a show, I am handing uh-huh. money to the merch table because I know uh-huh. that's going in that band's gas tank, or yeah. getting some beers, or getting them a hotel room for that yeah. night. Like yeah. I know exactly where that's going to. So yeah, yeah even stuff I could. Um, you know, obviously where I work, I could get a little discount and get a little uh-huh. cheaper, but yeah, if, uh, um, you know, if a band comes through town, like I always, even, you know, sometimes they'll even sell vinyl and, and I have a record player just, uh, it's uh, not set up, but like I'll, I'll still buy a seven inch or something, just anything, you know, do you guys have a patch, do you have a koozie, you know, like I'll, I'll wrap it <laughs> around my, I'll wrap it around my beer, just something, but yeah, yeah, I'm all about that. So it is kind of, and you know, as. As a co founder, you know, obviously working with the press with me and Todd and, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, work constantly like this, but it's just, you know, thinking outside the box and always yeah. trying to promote and coming. And that's why, I mean, it's been nothing but a joy to, uh, to meet, uh, you know, uh, Wolfgang and, and, and whatnot. Cause like I said, that guy, you know, we talked earlier, that guy's a machine. I mean, yeah. he's just, he's just thinking, you know, he, he's putting stuff out for himself. He's putting out the other people's yeah. stuff. Um, you know, he's on, he's such an online presence and actually, um, Oh, uh, uh Oh, I'm going blank right now. But the the um the blood face page you did. So it was just pretty yes. much just live videos. Yeah, yes. oh, that's, that's <laughs> you're like
0: here's, we'll you talk know, about so Wolfgang much- another time. In fact, I'm going to have Wolfgang oh, yeah. on the show again soon. We're going to take
1: but just yeah. as a as a I just want to say as like being in a small press, especially uh-huh. it's just constantly like I don't consider it a burden trying to like promote and do like that. But that's what yeah. you have to do. So it's yeah. like. Yeah. Think outside the box and, yeah. and give as much information as possible to yeah. out there. That way people will know yeah. um, what they want. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: OK, we're going to take a quick break. We've been talking about buy the art, buy the music, buy the books, put the tip in the tip jar, buy the merch, you know, help support artists who you're enjoying their work. You're at their shows, you're at their readings. Well, Lawrence actually is sponsored by lo- local businesses. Little different, but but businesses, local. So let's hear from a couple of them. And I thank Daniel Smith, who is the producer, because he lets people hear what we're talking about. And then we'll be right back with more Talk With Me with Matt Immott. Hey, welcome back to Talk With Me and Matt Emott, who is talking to us from Portland, Oregon. And Matt, I want you to tell us about some of the works that you have, as well as Six Foot Swells. So you know, you you mentioned, as we were talking, that you have um, an Etsy page for your paintings.
1: Do you do, you, yeah. do you
0: photographs there, too, or just paintings?
1: I just, right now, it's just paintings. Um, yeah. I, I have I have a little, I do have some photography up there. It's mostly uh-huh. just, um, like, five by seven matted prints, you know, uh-huh. whatnot, for, you know, like, ten bucks or whatnot. Uh-huh. It was mostly, like I said before, I I, uh, I live in a small bedroom, so, <laughs> yeah, it's, and I have more art around me than any furniture, so it's, yeah. So mostly it was just to put it out to the masses. So um, I'll probably explore more with the photography and okay. uh, get it get it up there um, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's just you know it's actually since you it's just uh, art by Amot. That's more or nice. less the Etsy page. But okay. yeah, mostly it's um, you know it's acrylic painting and it's very uh, bright. And I, I kind of have a I kind of know what I can do and can't do. It's very, uh, Southern inspired, very new Orleans inspired, um, a lot of nature. And of course, obviously, you know, living in the Northwest, a lot, a lot of trees are involved in the sky. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. But then I also have like a lot of, you know, inspired by the artists in Jackson square and, uh, and whatnot down in uh, New Orleans and, and what have you. So a lot of, uh, musician paintings and, and, and stuff from, uh, uh, inspired by like Audubon, you know, Audubon Park down there. So a lot of nature and Bayou stuff. So uh-huh. uh, my, my my cousin described it well, or, or described it, which I kind of liked, is um she said it reminded her of, of a lot of children's book covers, uh-huh. which, you know, I took to be perfect, you know, so yeah, yeah kind of bright and acrylic and a lot of silhouettes. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good at doing, um uh, like capturing faces or doing realism. So, you know, if you can't capture a face, I'm gonna put a big mosh of hair in front of it. So there you go. So, but, the, but the but the silhouette seems to help with that. So yeah, yeah. So I got some stuff on there. Yeah, it's mostly paintings and all available. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely inspired by you know my trips. Not just I go to New Orleans all the time. Obviously, me and me and Todd have been there for years and years, even before he moved there. Um, actually, I believe. Uh, with Todd and another friend of ours from Michigan, this is this is going to be our twelfth Mardi Gras in a row oh, that we've nice. done. So yeah, but uh, but I've traveled all through the South. I hitch, uh, you know, when when I was in my twenties, I hitchhiked for about two years all around there and just, you know, just read as much as possible and and looked at paintings and got inspired. So even though no matter where I live, let, let it be California or LA or you know even up here, you know, there's still a little part of the Bayou that that I, I love so much. So I always like to. Feel inspired by it, so you know. Plus, when I'm up here in the you know in the land of the rain, it's nice to do a nice Bayou sunset, and feel the <laughs> warmth. So <laughs> you know, yeah. by any means, you know, I'm gonna will summer to happen, whether it likes it or not.
0: Nice, nice, and and you're writing. i You know, we we've talked about how actually, and you shared two books from. Excuse me, two poems from Good Get Well Soon, which is from Epic Rights Press. Mm-hmm. And you have another book out and obviously you're, you're, so I want to hear more about, so people want to find your poetry. How do they do that?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, myself, um, you know, I'm on a few different, uh, compilations that we've put out like, uh, six foot 12 put out some themes, um, um, you know, uh, collections with about 30 different poets. One was music and the others were the bars And are there. And I, and of course I'm in those, but, uh, Get well soon, and then my first book, which is two years old, is The Coast is Clear, and that put out by Six Foot of Press, too. Um, that, um, yeah, I think that was about two years at this point, so, um, yeah, I'm kind of gathering some stuff, uh, for another book. So, like I said, these you know, these trips down south are kind of research, so, uh, research mm-hmm. and development, so, uh-huh. um, but yeah, yeah, but we'll be getting some there, um, but yeah, I have, I have, uh, The Coast is Clear, which is. It's available on Amazon, you know. But yeah, if, if you want to go right to the horse's mouth, uh, you know, six foot twelve has our page, which is at AfterHoursPoetry.com. dot uh-huh. com. Uh, believe it or not, up until we did that, that that site was not taken, which I find it hard to believe. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I thought some I thought some Bukowski fan or something would have would have, would have jumped right on that one.
2: So, uh-huh.
1: yeah, but all all the books on Six or Twelve Press by everybody we put out are all available there. So nice. actually I'll, I'll just, I'll read you a poem since it's Great. in front of me. So uh, this is called lighthouse and this is actually where uh, the title of the book comes from. So first page, so lighthouse when her date goes to the bar to refill drinks, she turns to me and smiles. Her blue eyes shine across the room. The way a lighthouse signals a ship that the coast is clear.
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not so saintly.
2: <laughs>
1: so yeah. And you know, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the poetry, uh uh, you know, I will say is loosely based on true stories or experiences. So uh-huh. that's uh that's one thing about traveling and living in different places. You you know, you definitely get a get a a well of great stories to draw from. So uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, gotta live so stuff to write about
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well oh. you know what like for myself writing i don't necessarily say i have a um like a topic or anything necessarily but they all kind of um most of the poems tend to go to music or they'll go to of course you know love and lust and jukeboxes and whatnot so <laughs> um and of course you know and then trains i'm kind of a train fanatic i try and
2: hmm.
1: um big fan of trains and i try and travel that way as much as i can so yeah and you know i mean you know trains trains and poems and songs go hand in hand so there you go <laughs> you know.
0: have you done that wild stuff of like um jumping on trains
1: no you know what i have a lot of friends who have done that
0: and yeah gets- so, yep.
1: yeah yeah like i've done some stupid stuff but i think the other <laughs> But not that. But the other yeah. thing, too, is usually, I mean, I won't say I have a destination in mind, but I have a general area where I'd like to go. And the thing with jumping is you just never know where you're going to end up. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and, and uh, yeah, and you can't, you know, it's hard to write and take pictures from the, the chilly, you know. <laughs> the chilly outside of a coal car. So I'd rather be <laughs> inside. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, but actually, to be honest, my dad was a cop, so he would have killed me if he found <laughs> <that>. So <laughs> let's get right to the brass tacks together. Yeah. You there's, go. I can say all sorts of reasons, but yeah, the fear of my dad would be pretty much the number one why I'm not going to jump on a moving train. So. <laughs>
0: That that's a wise like thing. I had one friend yeah. that's like, Oh my god, that just terrifies exactly. to do that, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah. You know, in the in the friends I had who done it, you know, at the time, uh Uh, I had a lot of people I know in Sacramento and they were all just, you know, they were 19 and 20 and just kind of, kind of, I don't want to say like street kids. They just kind of, you know, but they were like punk rockers. And that was just the thing you kind of did to fit into that Mm -hmm. scene. So, but yeah, 19, 20, 21 years old, you know, it's like, yeah, you're kind of just reckless and that's nothing to worry about. So, plus they didn't have jobs and it's like, I can't, I can't jump a train because I don't know when I'm going to come back and I got to be at work Monday morning, (laughs) you know, so yeah. yeah yeah i kind of you know yeah. i won't say you know not working for the man because all the doc, all the job does is you know pay for my travels and and anyway and all the fun i have but uh yeah. but yeah it's, it's always good to hold down a job you know yeah
0: so yeah. you 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 dropped in there that you're you're gathering uh um, material for another book so do you do you have like what i'm interested in your creation process so
1: I will tell I you the process, and this uh-huh. is as simple as it gets. It's uh-huh. it's sometimes it's uh, well, I, and the reason all, I'll just include Todd because it's, it's a New Orleans thing. But it's literally we in the in the you know winter time, you go to New Orleans, you know, then you come back with. Pockets full of cocktail napkins and scrap pieces of paper and um, other odds and ends, you know, Sharpie on the back of your hand of all the ideas and all the things (laughs) you heard. And then we spring, then you spend spring and summer kind of writing all the poems, getting them all organized. And then in fall, we put out a book. Now, Uh I won't say that's a formula. But I've noticed that most of our books have come out in the fall. So, you know, yeah. So I think we kind of use the excuse of, oh, it's before Christmas. So, you know, people will want it. We could sell it. But I don't think it's that. I think it's just the timing after a road trip to New Orleans. So, yeah. Wow. Um, okay. But, you know, my process is, I mean, I write anytime, anywhere. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's always, I've either had a notebook or even just on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, writing is, I try and keep it mostly, um is biographical things that I've done or something. But of course there's like, there's just things you, there's lines you hear. I think that's the most, uh, you know, um, the best way to describe, especially poetry. I mean, most of it, for, from my point of view, it's a line you hear. Like you're, you know, you're on the bus or you're at a restaurant and you, you know, you kind of hear a conversation and you don't hear the whole conversation, but you hear a line and you're just yeah. like, wow, that would be a good, you know. Um, you know, that would be a good poem. Or, you know, you hear something if you're out at the bars or something, and mm-hmm. it just inspires you right there. So, you know, for me, I'll say 90% of my stuff isn't even like, sometimes I'll have an idea, okay, I want this to happen. And then this interaction happens. And how would that play out? You know, mm-hmm. if, if a couple's arguing at the end of the bar, and I'm the guy on the end, you know, how, how would I hear that? But I'll say most of it starts with a line, you hear something, you're like, Oh, man, I gotta, I gotta, build a whole poem around that so mm-hmm. because that line is a winner you know so
2: uh-huh.
1: <clears throat> you know that's a, as far as poetry um you know when i have people like you friends or not friends or if i'm doing a reading go hey i really like that poem or something but if somebody comes up to me and goes yeah that poem that line is the best it's like oh that for me that's just Perfect. That's that's all I need to hear because, you know, that was the line that was heard. Or, you know, you know, people may not remember a poem or whatnot, but they'll remember a line. So, uh-huh. you know, and, and if it's and, you know, if they could remember that line later on and, you know, use it to their, you know, to whatever degree in a conversation or if they're trying to pick somebody up or, you know, <laughs> or trying to break up with or trying to break up with somebody or trying to pick a song on the jukebox and just drop that line. It's like, yeah, great. It's OK by me. <laughs>
0: As long as they use it for love, lust, or music, it's all good. Huh? That's right.
1: <laughs> love, lust, or music, yeah. Or free whiskey. So.
2: <laughs>
1: so, see, there you go. There's the line used for love, lust, or music. So, there's the poem. So, yeah, you know, dedicated to Marsha. So, <laughs> look for that one in the next book. So,
0: <laughs> And and I love yeah. this because it's, it's that observation. It's that paying attention and catching things as opposed to, you know, you're not saying, well, I have in mind that I'm going to write a collection of poems that is related in X kind of a way, but it's it's yeah. it's more organic than that. It's more yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is what's really going on right now. Yeah.
1: And the thing too, I you know, in my head or just even even just stuff I've done myself, like I haven't necessarily put out, but like if I have a collection like um, I do the same thing with photography. Like, uh, you know, you you put out a photo book and it's just, you know, the city. So obviously it's going to be, you know, a lot from, you know, and not just any, either Portland or Sacramento or LA or anywhere I've lived. You know, you walk around the city and you observe. But with, with both, yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily like, I do have collections, but it's not me sitting down going I'm going to write about this it's usually like I'll look through all my poems and actually, actually the train will be the perfect example and I won't sit down go I'm going to write 10 train poems and make a little chat book and put it out it's usually I look at all my poems and I go 10 poems about the train let me put that together. So mm-hmm. yeah, it actually uh it's kind of done in a I would say almost a reverse order. So it's mm-hmm. not necessarily you're looking for a collection. It's just you look through your stuff and then you find a common theme. And of course, like we've discussed today and, and, and you you've read some stuff like, um, you know, um I won't I definitely won't walls and say I'm limited to what I could write about, but just stuff that interests me usually, yeah, mm-hmm. love, lust, jukeboxes, you know, heartbreak, trains, and music, and, you know, and, and, and whiskey, and beer, so it's like, <laughs> there you go, you kind of, you kind of end up with those, so, yeah, so, which I like, because sometimes there'll be, like, parts where you're frustrated, like, I don't have anything to write about, or what am I going to do, and then when you look at all your stuff, and you're like, oh, here's a book right here, you know, like, just, yeah. you know, add a few more, and then uh, clean it up a bit, and, you know, give it to... Give it to Julie Boleyn so she can make it look pretty and edit it all right and ta da! So, you know, (laughs) which is funny because, you know, people think of poetry, yeah, like I say, when they think Shakespearean, you know, you're sitting down and all this effort, you're like, nope. Sometimes it's that simple. You just kind of write down what you saw during the day, find some kind of theme, and put it all together. You know, go to Kinko's, make a bunch of copies, staple them together, and throw them them for free around town. So,
2: that's great.
0: Yeah, great do you do a lot of performing of your poetry i know you said you're in a couple of bands but do you, are you at the mic often with your poetry
1: not you know what i i used to be um sacramento has like i said they have an incredible scene so they actually they have the sacramento poetry center and then la luna's is one of um the great coffee houses um you know restaurants down there that always cater to poetry almost every night and then um and, you know, what? I like I lived up here in Portland a couple times. And um, when I lived up here, oh, shoot, probably in the early 2000s, um, you know, there was a lot of open mics. It was just kind of a different place. So there was a lot of art flowing and a lot of open mics, a lot of different bands playing. And then when I came uh, this time, when I moved here about five, six years ago, uh, back up here, it kind of got limited. Um, now, I saw something online that mentioned all the places that have readings. And it blew my mind because there there are tons. But the thing is, just being friends with poetry or poets and kind of being in the poetry scene here, I've never come across them. there's, there's You know, you only hear about two or three. And even since in the last five years, like two or three of those have shut down. Um, mm. So it's hard. So I don't do as much reading as I'd like to or that I used to. And then um, the other thing, too, with the open mics um, up here, is, and I think in general, like, like slam poetry, which mm-hmm. I like, but I, you know, I don't do like that's kind of. That's always a big thing. I think mostly because it's a draw. You know, obviously, you know, those slam battles are pretty entertaining and totally awesome. People who do it are are great. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I always found it hard um, to to find some readings up here. But but there's a few now that are, um, you know, uh, Vancouver, Washington, right across the Columbia River from from Portland. Here, you know, they got a great uh, poetry scene. Mm-hmm um there's a guy named Christopher Luna who who runs this great series and he does workshops and then he'll do some in Portland but he mostly does it in Vancouver so sometimes that's hard to get to um you know cuz of course it's like a it's a, it's like a monday night at 7 right in the middle of traffic time you know and then um um but yeah there's you know, I like to do more but um but they're all always hard to find or come you know come across so um and like i said uh when i found that thing online locally that there were so many and and that what we were talking about earlier, but they don't advertise or anything. And I'm just, you know, Portland has two free papers, uh, the Willamette week and the Mercury, um, you know, pretty equivalent to like an LA weekly. And I'm sure, you know, Lawrence and just the free paper for the arts and everything, but no one, no one advertises, no one puts anything. Or if it is, unfortunately it's some like really small little print in the back of it. Yeah. But you kind of have to search them out. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I just came across this that internet page a, uh, a little bit ago. So, um, um, also times the fact that, like I said, playing some bands and practicing shows and between, you know, uh, working nights and stuff, it's always hard to find, but yeah, it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it baffles me. I would love to do more, but there's just, there's no promotion machine up here to do it. So which is mm-hmm. definitely a shame because then you come across something that's incredible and you're like, how do people not know about, or, you know, the only people who know are just the regulars at that bar and they just happen to know because they'll put a flyer in the window compared to, mm-hmm. you know, between, um, you know, ads on the internet and of course, Facebook pages, it's like, man, you should be getting this out to the masses. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I don't read as much as I like to, or that I used to that was, mm-hmm. but, but that being said, whenever I'm asked, it's like, yeah, I, I had no problem. Um, you know, I'll jump right on there. So, uh-huh.
2: um,
1: yeah, but you know, slowly I, I think there's a few people have come to town that kind of, uh, um, kind of, Kicking a, I say, kick, you know, kicking the butt, giving a twist, kicking the butt, and some stuff up and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, but it's just it's hard to, to find anything just because no one lets anybody else know, which I always feels like a shame. So, um, but my myself personally, yeah, I'll, I'll read anytime, anywhere. So, it's fine with me. So. <laughs>
0: But, but may, mainly people find you through the chat books and, and maybe, you know. Yeah, guess...
1: uh, mo- mostly through word of mouth to, okay. um, you know, be friends with poets and other okay. stuff. And um, and yeah, the, ch- the chat books and, um, you know, the, the uh, and like I said, social media, you know, usually if there's an event or if we're doing a book, um, you know, I'm definitely all over it you know, posting it on Instagram and the Facebook page and my personal page, you know, the six of 12 page as well as my own, just letting people know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that's, you know, like I, we discussed earlier, like people are surprised, like if I put like, oh, you know, you're a poet, I, I kind of run a series and I'm like, great, I'll do a reading, you know, uh-huh. and um, yeah, they're kind of just, if they know me as one thing, you know, it's surprised to find out that I also do this. You know? um, How
0: weird that we but, limit uh, people. Well, you're a musician. You're not a poet or whatever. You know.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, well, what's the difference? You know, I, <laughs> to be honest, I, 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 wrote, I, I write a lot of lyrics for the, the two bands. on okay. it. So there you okay. go. You know, wow. sometimes I'll write a poem and I'll be like, yeah, this might work. And but then I'll be like, but this would be a great song. So there you go. You know, <laughs> and other times I'll write a song and I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to keep this one from the band. I think I'll put this in a chat book. <laughs> so, yeah. And Six so, Foot twelve
0: how are people finding Six Wits Wells Press?
1: Uh, mostly, it's through um, mostly through the web page and mm-hmm. social media. Just um, you know, when we all lived in Grass Valley, everybody knew because we all knew each other, and mm-hmm. all the poets would come to to whatever reading was happening. But now that we're kind of in three locations, social media is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, the best part, or you know, are another a bonus, though. Um, not necessarily where, obviously, Julie lives. She's still in grass Island, so a lot of people know us from the get-go. But, you know, Todd being in New Orleans and just, you know, his personality and, you know, always – and same with me. Like, I always try and carry books with me, and you just never know. And 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 here I go out to a lot of shows I go to town a lot. So it's mostly a little bit of word of mouth, too. I think they go to Six of 12. You know, they find out about books and readings and events through the, through the page and through Facebook. But I think it's that, you know, it's that grassroots and, and boots on the ground kind of thing of carrying business cards and coming across people. And, you know, just, you know, if you're at a, at a coffee shop, just leave some business cards. Like I said, I still leave, I still make those little checkbooks for myself. Um, you know, and just leave some of those or, you know, you, you come across somebody and just, yeah, word of mouth, put the, put the business card in their hand or put a put a book in their hand and and whatnot. And that usually leads them to the Web page where they, you know, they'll, they'll buy books off of there or what have you.
0: How you do know? you guys find um, the, the writers who you want to publish?
1: Um, you know, it, it all starts out. Uh, well early on it was kind of friends that we had obviously Will Staple and a few others in, in the Bay Area um, you know we just kind of knew them uh, like like uh, uh, you, you, you know their poetry and anything and you're just like man you need a book and like we're, we're going to put you out because the world deserves to hear your stuff <laughs> so um, yeah and then we've had like we come across other, um, other people we've known um, uh, a story where we uh, we we um we published a book by um, the poet Amber Decker and she lives uh-huh. up in yeah you know Amber so okay. West Virginia um,
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah so she's up in West Virginia well she actually was a fan of Six and Twelve and talk about a weird story she ended up uh, Julie Galen came up to the Oregon coast to do a writers conference and uh and so did Amber and they didn't know and Julie introduced herself and. And, and said, you know, what not? Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm co-founder of Six, Six of Press. And Amber was sitting right next to her and had no idea. I said, wait, I, I had Matt's book. Like, I didn't know you were the ass. so And then just kind of reading her stuff. And then, um, you know, along the lines, we just kind of all felt like, well, she's kind of, you know, kind of right, right along the same lines as us. You know, same thought process. And her poems would definitely, um, you know, do well in a Six, Six of Twelve book. So, yeah. So that nice. was just kind of like a, a, stumble, a stumble across her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. her book's great. You know, her poetry's awesome, and you know yeah. she's doing a lot of stuff up there too. You know, she does a lot of readings and and whatnot. And that's the thing. You know, somebody buys her book, and then they're like, "Oh, who's these six foot the twelve guys that put that out?" You know, cool. so it's the one one begets the next begets the next. You know, so, I hadn't
0: made that um, connection. I've actually, in fact, Amber's actually stayed at my house when she came to. Oh, no, uh, no yeah, she, she was doing some readings in this area, thanks to a poet in Kansas City named Jameson Bales, and yeah I had amber amber stayed here, um read a little bit and came to it was well, in fact, it was February of two thousand and sixteen because she didn't perform, but she came to an event. i um, co-organized for William S. Burroughs' birthday, Amber was there mm. that time last year. That so sounds yeah, that sounds cool. fun. <laughs> it was it you was might, a blast. It you might blast.
1: have to let us know if you do that again. So. Oh,
0: it was amazing. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah, because yeah. we've got some wonderful poets, and and you know, well, Burroughs lived here for a while. There, there, mm-hmm. there are these connections. Anyway, but I want I want people to know that. This hour has been with you, Matt Amott. You you have dropped lots of hints that are helpful for poets and small press publishers. Um I think, you know, I hope people will listen for those. And that's part of what I want to say um, when I say what the show is. You're obviously very generous in, in, you know, bringing people together. And I and I love that part. You know, that to me yeah. is like, those are that those are the artists that I want to know, the ones who really are about this. You know, let's do this stuff together. Let's let's bring yeah. people into yeah. this, and that's that's beautiful and wonderful. So I want people, including myself, to go buy books from Six Foot Swells Press, from yeah. Matt Amott in particular, and mm-hmm. watch for what comes next because it's fun. I love stories, and that's what I experience in your poems, and and I love the images that come to my head. You know, so I'm imagining you watch this scene that you've described somewhat in in the poem without without giving it all away, but just you know, given enough to to get my imagination running. And that's
1: sure. Moment. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for joining me, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. And again, buy the books.
2: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> thank yes. you.
0: And so long to our listeners.